What's up, gamers? My name is Chris, and welcome to episode 9, season 2, Horton Brothers Grimm. Scott, Zach, you're here. How you guys doing? I'm doing wonderful. All right, I reckon. How about you? I'm amazing. And I, I, I wouldn't am use the feeling great. word amazing, but maybe you Well, that's what my lady friends well. say. Oh, how much did you have to pay them? <laughs> Don't worry about it. But well, I mean, just because I have five dollars less right now doesn't mean. Oh, so they were the uh, <laughs> cheap kind. Ooh, well, gotta watch you know. out for that, brother. Yeah, you that's probably, all the money I had. You're probably so. gonna get more than you bargained for there. I think you, you get something. You get something on your giblies you can't wash off. Oh, well, Lord, let me ask giblies. you this: if if five dollars is all the money I had in the world, did I actually buy a, a cheap one or actually a very expensive one? Um, I'd say cheap because other pretty expensive to me. Other people (laughs) may have more than five dollars that you may be able to borrow. Cost me a lot of money, so all the money I had. Well, all right. There you go. We'll go with that. (laughs) Dang. But hey, we're glad to be back. I hope you guys listening are glad to be here listening because listening is what you're doing, and you can't see us. I'm glad you're listening. I think for next episode, for real, we got to set it up where we do video. But we'll see. I've had some requests for that. So you know it's summer. You know what yeah. I like. A mm. uh, summer <laughs> breeze makes you feel fine. I don't know. That's <laughs> a good song. Hey, but blowing through the jasmine in his mind. Do you like the original or the typo negative version? I'm a typo uh, negative version myself. I like them both actually. And Cinnamon, the original's Cinnamon not Girl bad, is good as well on both of them. I like the um, typo negative. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check out this typo negative version. I don't even know if I've heard it. Yeah, we so. um, make sure that you uh, get ready to hear Jesus's voice if he were Satan. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hmm. Oh my god! It's like it's like a soap opera. Today, Satan will be played by Jesus. Well, one <laughs> one of their songs, he says, <laughs> "What?" He says, "Jesus Christ looks like me." So. Uh, I'm just saying. Mm. <laughs> That's weird, but I like it. It has um, a good beat to it. It does. And you know what else has a good beat to it? If you out there listening would leave us a review on iTunes, five stars. And put a little comment in there and tell the world what you think about our I, podcast. I believe we got a good comment on Facebook the other day. We did get a good comment on Facebook the other day. Yeah, I read somebody that, that we've so known. That she she seemed to like it pretty well. I don't know. Yeah, we've known her for a long time, and she listened to our podcast all out of the blue. She made a comment on it. it; was awesome. She made a great comment. How funny it was! How entertaining it is! So you got to share it with the world, but people let people know how much you enjoyed the podcast. We would really appreciate it. That would all be right. awesome. I'll take it. So now today's business we got three games to talk about it's not wednesday and i do not have my socks on (laughs) well i mean it's masturbation day that's why oh that's why your socks are off well you said it's business time so it's not business (laughs) if anybody knows that song gonna go ahead and get that like do you know why he doesn't have socks on during masturbation time because he's done oh my god Oh my God. <laughs> Boom. Anyway. You got any gum? Wow. You got any gum? <laughs> Y'all know that's funny. 
So I love it. <laughs> Dang. So we're gonna talk about three collar, games. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got any gum? Got any gum? Three games. Scott, says. you got any gum? I I don't have any gum. Why not? Because <laughs> um uh I don't know. Oh, alrighty then. Uh-huh. So if mm-hmm. you need, so yeah, we're talking church, about three games. Do not ask Scott. He has none. <laughs> he has nothing. <laughs> I need some of that double mint, motherfucker. I need it. I'm feeling yeah. that double mint. Now, even, I I, double. Even, even if I had gum, it would be the big red variety. Big red, hey, I miss that too. I don't chew gum anymore, guys. Uh, there is reasons. Uh, number one, that causes you to uh, have a lot of heartburn, boys. So just heartburn, a really? Mm-hmm, yeah. Gum you know, causes all heartburn. All the years I've chewed mm-hmm. gum, I've never had heartburn because of it. Well, uh, look it up. That's uh, what kind of gum are you chewing? <laughs> <laughs> it's any Where did gum. you get it's this gum? You swallow a lot of saliva air. Is, did you get this gum in Chinatown? Oh, oh wow! Um, no, I did not get the uh, shrimp flavored gum. <laughs> Seinfeld reference. Dang. Um, Must be chewing Nicorette or something. No, no, I don't. Um, I quit smoking a long time ago without the help of other substances. All right, so let's talk about three <laughs> games today. You you mean besides the smokeless tobacco you stuffed in your lip? What smokeless tobacco? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a sandwich, Carl. It's two pieces of bread and some meat. Ooh, what's that poopy hanging out his lip, mommy? Um, well, that's a weird question to ask. That's what kids say. I don't know. Mm, wow. I guess. So we're talking about three games today, I promise. At some point, um, when Chris stops talking about other shit, we'll gladly talk about some games. Three games. Retro game is going to be Dr. Mario. I am bringing that to you today. And Alanis Morissette Her- says, you are not the doctor. She does say that. Uh, She's you're not, not wrong. The doctor. Somebody's not the doctor, damn it. Not the doctor, damn it. Okay. I, 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 yeah. And Zach is bringing us the current day game. What game did you pick today, Zach? Well, it's going to be two different games blended into one discussion. Bloodstained. Uh, the first one's called Curse of the Moon. second one is a Ritual of the Night that just came out in June. Yes, and Ritual of the Night's the big release, right? right? Curse it's, of the uh, Moon came out in 2018 in May, I think. Um, because they Kickstarter earned uh, the bonus amount of money on their Kickstarter, so they made that extra game. I I guess. Yeah, I know <laughs> about this game. Oh. I like this game, so well, I'm more interested to see what style, you have to talk the about. The other is um, yeah. more updated graphics, so. Yeah, this game has been on my list for a while because yes. it's the original creator of what? Uh, it's like Castlevania, right? Yeah, Castlevania. Yeah. So I'm interested to hear what you talk about on that. Well, bro. I mean, I was a big fan of Castlevania, so yeah, even the title yeah. is reminiscent of Curse of our Castlevania. Well, the artwork on the, it, the uh, artwork Curse of the Moon box was fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and even you know looking at it, you're like, mm, I wish I could. Uh, you know, play some Castlevania. And then once you get into Curse of the Moon, you do. I mean, literally, you play some Castlevania. 
a little bit, uh, I think, more responsive to controls, Castlevania, but still, it's it's really nice. Oh yeah, so more details about that game coming up in the second segment of today's episode. And Scott is talking about future game. And Scott, I mean, you had to pick this game, didn't you? I did, man. It's uh, you know, it's it's in my wheelhouse, so to speak. You like cheese? <laughs> no. Oh. I picked, Do you like wheels? I picked Marvel's Avengers. This game will be coming out sometime next year. So Marvel's Avengers. Mm-hmm. Looks um, like it's going to be a pretty sweet game. What's Marvel's Avengers? You've been living under it, a rock. Um, I know of uh, the uh, like the Alliance game. I don't know anything about the Avengers. Uh, this game is being developed by Square Enix. Actually, it's being yeah, Square Enix has has a hand in the development of this game. So we'll find out a little more about that later in the episode. Hmm. I'm down. Nice. That sounds pretty cool. Marvel's Avengers is always a good topic. But no, I don't live under a rock. <laughs> How could you? It's so flat under there. No. But don't. Uh, what if it covers a hole? Uh, How about that? Um, with your. It means you live in a hole that has a rock on top of it. How do you get asshole? out? Well, <laughs> you can't get out. <laughs> Who says? Bugs Bunny I always says, gets down. Well, I say, boy, I say, I think you're talking crazy, boy. <laughs> okay, Foghorn, let's get it on. Let's get it on. That's a good idea. All right, guys, we're going to talk about Dr. Mario. Because Dr. Mario, let's face it, guys, most exciting action-adventure game of all time. Um, so good. Um, oh, wait. I, Sorry, that's Doctor. That was a do- another Doctor. Doctor Mario is a puzzle game, and it is. It came out on, on NES on in nineteen uh, ninety. I think you were talking <laughs> about Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. I don't. Know. Maybe that's one of the worst games of all time. I agree. And yeah, Doctor Mario, though, is a game it is. that is about Doctor Mario, and he's trying to get rid of some viruses, and it's a puzzle game that. I think it's pretty fun. I enjoyed it when I was a kid. Um, I've enjoyed it on other versions that they've made throughout the years. But here's the thing. Before we get into all the details about this inf- this game. Scott and Zach, I want to know what you guys think about this game. Like, Do y'all have an gr- agreement on this? Or do y'all disagree on this? I think I might disagree on this game. What's that all about? <laughs> I see. I thought the game was a little bit like Tetris. And apparently Zach doesn't think so. But what the only is, way it's in the sense of Tetris is just dropping from the top of the screen. You can flip the shit. All right, you yeah. don't you don't like slide them in to a, a hole at a crazy really? ass speed to make a line. You, you stick them on these, top of can, other colors. Just like Tetris, you can move the pieces left or right and rotate them ninety degrees one way or the other. Ninety degrees one way. Or, it's a peel. It's the shape. One yeah. shape. Tetris right. had multiple shapes. But it, it doesn't matter. You're matching colors. It's a drop Even, you're, you're You're doing something to make a line, to get rid of something Okay, so if I, there, I right? connect four is fucking Tetris? Yeah, it could be. The hell no, it's not. You're making lines. No, you're trying to play tic-tac-toe with fucking checkers. Yeah, but you got to get four in a row, whereas tic-tac-toe is three in a row. No, you're retarded. 
<laughs> you gotta make a line ac- across the whole screen on Tetris. You can yeah, match right. three you can on match Dr. Mario. And, uh, yes, I understand. Three. But it's the same concept. Hence it's the reason not. that Dr. Mario and Tetris, when sometimes sometimes they were sold as a package. Dr. Mario Tetris came out. They were paired together. That doesn't mean that the same. Because they were the same kind of game. No, that. Oh my God. No, they weren't. It just just because some idiot says. Okay, so you're telling me that Tetris was a puzzle game? Yes. I don't think so. How could it not be a puzzle game, Zach? Because you put the fucking things where you want to. Puzzles usually have something you have to solve. The solve the puzzle of Tetris is to make the line disappear, and to make the line disappear, you have to put the shapes in the right place, right? That's not really a puzzle. It is a puzzle. No, just like Doctor Mario's a puzzle. Doctor Mario's matching colors. That's it's it. A puzzle. The only uh, you have to kill viruses and drop colors. Okay, I'm I'm looking on this wiki page right here, and it's, I know you're it, reading it says, something that some other person it, it wrote. Says, Wikis can be edited by listen, anyone. Listen, Log listen, in and it edit. It says, in a manner and style considered similar to Tetris. Considered, considered, not deemed. Considered, considered similar to Tetris. Not 100. Manipulates each capsule as it vertically falls one unit of so, space at a time. I would consider you to be, um. Dumb, but that doesn't make it true. Is that correct? You know, you know, I really don't care what you consider. Everybody has their own <laughs> opinion, right? It's not an opinion. It's a consideration. It's the same thing, right? No, it's not. Consideration is not an opinion. Really? That's it all correct. Comes from the same place, doesn't it? Mm, it depends. It's just like saying, um, you know, let's drink this toilet water because it comes out of the fucking same place. I'm not going to drink that because it's disgusting. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I could make up some weird shit. I'm telling you that I've played both of these games, and Tetris was by far the hardest one. I've played them both too, and they're similar. N- okay, they're similar. That doesn't Which make means them they the are same. alike. That they have similarities. I didn't say they were the same game. I said they were alike. You, you all right, let's somebody rewind this shit and let's hear what he said. I didn't say it was the same game. I said they were alike. No, you said they were packaged together because they were yes. the same, is what you I said. Did, I said they were the same kind of game. There's the word pay attention, again, same. Pay, pay attention to the words that are coming out of my mouth. I did. That's why you said the word same. No, no. You, again. you pick, you pick how same many times, instead of hearing kind. How many times? Okay, same means kind. same. Okay, same kind is just... Not oh my the God. same. It's describing... The same kind. It's the same genre of game. It's the same genre of game? Yes, which is a puzzler. It's a puzzle game. Okay, so we'll give you the same genre then. Which means the same kind, retard. No, retard. It does not mean the same kind. Tonic. (laughs) Hi. Uh, It does. These episodes. But it doesn't matter. What I'm trying to tell you is. Take the conversation. I'm tired of arguing with him. That Dr. Mario was a more of a. Puzzler. Just like Tetris was a puzzler. They're okay. both puzzle games. Okay, they could be a fucking puzzle game. Puppies. You know that yeah, I didn't have to do a lot of research for this segment. You guys are killing it. I love you guys. This is good stuff. I love it. All this I'm is saying, a true brother argument right here, everybody. You're getting experience. I love it. That 
Dr. Mario is a little bit different, a lot different actually, um, than Tetris due to the fact that the original Tetris was not in uh, on a Nintendo at all. It was in a fucking okay. arcade game. Okay. Allow me to referee. Okay. Zach, you just said your final part of the argument. Scott, you want one more last sentence in. Zach, do not respond. No, I'm Scott, good. go. I'm good. All right. I love you both. All right, let's continue this. That was a good argument. Dr. Mario came out in 1990. It was a puzzle, action puzzle video game. Uh, of course, it came out on the NES, Nintendo Entertainment System, and also came out on the Game Boy at the same time. How about that? It did. Pretty crazy. I remember playing it. And to me, I think this game was fun. I liked it. It was very frustrating because as you went each level, as you made it past each level, you got more viruses to kill. You had faster speeds. You had a much harder time. And there's a lot of people that what they do is they'll go on YouTube and they'll record themselves playing this game on the highest level, on the highest speed. They'll have 84 viruses to kill and the thing will be literally packed to the brim with viruses. Hmm. And these people will literally win. It takes them about 15 minutes to clear the board. Wow. And they and they will do it. These people are insane. Because it's hard. If you don't know about Dr. Mario, um, it, you, you have to drop a little pill down into the pill bottle where the viruses are. For some reason, they just couldn't throw the viruses into the trash can. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. Yeah, you got to kill them the out of the bottle. bottle. Right? <laughs> they're in the pill bottle, but we're going to throw the pills down there and kill them. That's fine. It's fine. Got to kill the viruses. Maybe the pill bottle represents the stomach. Or the digestive tract. Maybe. It could. So anyway, you're dropping these pills down. And the viruses have different colors. You have a red one, a blue one, and a yellow one. By the way, a fun fact for you guys. The red one is considered to be female. The red virus is female. Interesting. How can they even tell? Because Nintendo in... The manual for the Super Nintendo version of Tetris and Dr. Mario. They had a name for it. They said the red virus is female. Oh, they just said it's female. That's how we know that information. Oh. It was not in that Dr. Mario instruction manual for the NES. They did not put a gender on them until the Super Nintendo. Just a fun fact for you. I didn't know that. I didn't know they had genders either. I thought they were just viruses. That's kind of <laughs> weird. But whatever. The red one is, is a lady. So, guys, <laughs> if you want a fetish... Oh There's God. one that you can make for yourself. You could love the red virus and marry it or something. I don't know. You do what you want. So anyway, you take these pills that are the same color as the viruses and you have to line them up. So sometimes you'll get a pill that has two co- the, this, a solid color, so it'll be two reds. Then so sometimes you get two blues, two yellows. And then sometimes you get a blue and a red, blue and a yellow, a red and a yellow, red and a blue. You get it. So the, the puzzle part is... The viruses are laid out into the pill bottle in a certain way. Then you have to match the colors to that colored virus. And when you have the color, the pills that will have, you know, both colors would be involved in the pill, then you have to make sure you turn it a certain way and line it up. Try to line it up to where it falls. Once you get the four colors in a row counting the virus, you want the other side of the pill to fall off onto the other color that it belongs to if you can. That's the that's the puzzle part, and your goal is to clear the board, just like uh, kind of like Tetris, but 
it's it's um that's the puzzle game to it but as you get more levels solved guess what it gets faster it gets harder there's more viruses to kill and it's a fuller bottle and the pills are coming out super fast and you have to be in a hurry so it's a very challenging game it's a game i never could beat i, I could there's no way i could play this on level 20 on the highest speed with 84 viruses and even get close to winning i've tried it before <laughs> believe it or not i tried it on the game boy a bunch of times we used to have it on the game boy back in the day um a funny story about this game, uh, about ha- having Dr. Mario on the Game Boy. You guys, I'm not sure if you remember this, but I borrowed a game from a friend of mine. It was called Bo Jackson Football and Baseball. Mm. And I had it in my locker. I put it in my locker at school. I think I remember well, this when somebody stole it. Somebody stole it out of the locker. I did not steal the game. For the record, if this person hears the story that I'm telling right now, for the record, I did not steal your game. It was not me. Plus, it was a shitty Not game saying. anyway. Yeah. So, a few weeks later, that same friend who had accused me of stealing the game asked me to borrow Dr. Mario, which, of course, I was naive back then. I was like, thought we were friends and that mm-hmm. he didn't <laughs> think I'd stole the game. I let him borrow Dr. Mario and he never gave it back. He stole Dr. Mario from me. Two wrongs do not make a right, sir. Even. <laughs> all right. Well, I just need the name of this person once this podcast is over. I will give you the name. And you don't although I still me. like this person. I still like this person. I consider them a friend, even though I haven't spoken to them in many years. But two wrongs do not make a right, sir. Just remember that. So that's my story about Dr. Mario. We had Dr. Mario, and then we didn't have Dr. Mario <laughs> <laughs> on the Game Boy. So I played it a lot back then. So that's the gist of the story for Dr. Mario. That's how it's played. Okay. Now, the cool thing about Dr. Mario, the reason I want to talk about Dr. Mario is they actually have had several releases since the 1990 NES version came out. The recording, the, the latest one that came out today, the day we're recording this, on July the 11th, Dr. Mario World for the mobile devices. And mm. it's pretty fun. Is it free? It's a puzzle. It's free. Wow. It's free, but you can also buy things inside the game, just like any other mobile game. Mm, okay, microtransactions. Hell, here we microtransactions, go. Microtransactions, yes. I'm going to download this game while we're, while we're talking. Yeah, check it out. I think it's pretty good so far. It's like, um, think about Candy Crush or something. They just took Dr. Mario, and there you go. Now we're playing Dr. Mario. I wonder if it's going to change it up. if it's exactly like Tetris or not. Well, this one's just going to be exactly kind of like Candy Crush. <laughs> we want to argue that so i'm sure we can uh give me a minute i'll test it out dr mario has had many remakes and ports since 1990 by the way it came out july 27th 1990 and the they had an arcade system it was called nintendo versus so you could play against each other on dr mario they made 144 of those cabinets and it would be cool to have one of them. I bet they're worth some money. Um, so, they, so they put it out on arcade in 1990 as well. So they put it in. They made a remake for the Super Nintendo, which is called Tetris and Doctor Mario, and it was released in 1994 on December 30th, the very tail end 
of the year. I bet Zach would have pre-ordered that for sure. Oh, yeah. December 30th release. (laughs) (laughs) A massive dick. Both of you. One starts on one end, one starts on the other. Okay. (laughs) Well, you could be Lady and the Tramp, too. I just think it's interesting that the Super Nintendo... The Super Nintendo compilation was called Tetris and Dr. Mario. I think that's interesting. I don't know why that's super interesting. Just because they were on the same cartridge doesn't mean they were the same game. I didn't say they were the same game. You did it first, but now... I said they were the same kind of game. Now it's the same genre, is what you're saying. Which is the same thing as saying the same kind. In 1997... On March the 30th, they re-released Dr. Mario and Tetris uh, on a Super Famicom Satellaview. Now, if you don't know what the Satellaview is... I don't. Please tell us. It's a game. It was actually a a game you could play online. Oh, wow. In 1997. Well, you didn't have dial-up back then. The Satellaview is a satellite... Modem, excuse me, satellite modem peripheral for Nintendo Super Famicom system. It was released in 1995, only in Japan. Wow, nice. Well, yeah, you you know, everybody's got better internet than the U.S. I mean, just (laughs) exactly. So you could play that on uh, against people online, sort of, kinda. It didn't work great, Uh, but they re-released it uh, as a downloadable game for the Nintendo Power cartridges that were on Game Boy and Super Famicom. And then, of course, the NES version was ported twice to Game Boy Advance. 2004 came out as classic NES series. So it was a classic, considered one of the classic NES series games. Hmm. And then it was on a Puzzle League game in 2005 on the Game Boy Advance 2005. So 2004 and 2005, they released it two different times hmm. in a pretty short span there. And they updated it with graphics and new music and things. So, yeah. Then they had a GameCube came out. They released a GameCube preview disc and it allowed players to play the Dr. Mario NES version. Did it let you play Tetris? No. Not the same. You could download the NES version of Dr. Mario to your Game Boy Advance using the GameCube. Using the Game Boy Advance link cable. You know how Nintendo liked to do that. Of course. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Or link cables. Yeah. Back then, that was pretty neat because you didn't have Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, all that stuff to connect it to. So, you could download it to your Game Boy Advance straight off the GameCube. Pretty neat. Then they also released it on Virtual Console Nintendo 3DS. And they also released it on the Wii U Virtual Console, and it was one of the launch titles of Nintendo Switch Online on September 19th, 2018. So you can go, if you have a Switch, you can play this online, Dr. Mario. You can play the original NES version. Really? That's right. And that's in the mm-hmm. uh, online games now, I'm assuming. Correct. I need to so, get back on my Switch and download that uh, the new stuff. Yeah, definitely. The, the Nintendo Online system is pretty cool. It's only 20 bucks, And if you have Twitch... Prime. Yeah, I've got like two you get years. A free, <laughs> you get like a free year. So if you oh, got Twitch nice. Prime and you just switch, go ahead and sign up for that free on Twitch. It's pretty awesome. Hey, Scott, uh, the Switch is not the same thing as an Xbox. 
No shit. Are you sure? But they're the same kind console. of thing, right? It's the same kind of thing. It's are a game you, console. Are, are you sure? Are you Pretty sure, sure it's a console or a handheld? It's a gaming console. It's both. It can't be both. you got to classify it as one. Go. The Nintendo Switch is a console and a handheld. Who says that? Nintendo. No, nope, they don't call it that. Sorry. Okay. Read again. Hey, all right. <laughs> See, I love this. This is awesome. All right. So let's talk about some reviews. How about that? You guys want to hear about some reviews? Sure. Dr. Mario generally received generally received some positive reviews. There was a few negative ones, though. Here's one that scored the Game Boy version a 510 out of 1,000 points. What the fuck kind of system was this? What happened to five <laughs> or ten? This was uh, uh, one thousand points is the max, and uh, five ten for you, just slightly over good. Or this was from a magazine called Ace. Never <laughs> scored the Game Boy version five hundred and ten out of a thousand. It criticized the game's uninspiring graphics and repetitive play. The review what? also said the game reeks of plagiarism, stating it is worse than the original games it is modeled after. Hmm. What was the original games, games it's modeled after? I don't know. Tell me. It wasn't Tetris. Because <laughs> Tetris didn't put viruses on the screen. Mm-hmm. There was two modes in Tetris you could play, though. What were they? Do you know there, Scott? On the Game Boy. It's been years since I played a Game Boy. It's all the same. It should be the same modes as Dr. Mario. It's been years since I played Dr. Mario. You don't remember anything. I'm 44 years old, Zach. I don't remember a lot. That's messed up. There's people older than you that remember all kinds of shit. Oh, good for them. They ain't got other kinds of shit to keep up with. Nevertheless. (laughs) So the old people are just sitting in their house. I don't have anything to do. Just to start remembering shit. So, yeah, the reviewing the NES version. All game praised it, stating that on its release, when puzzle games were floating the market, Dr. Mario stands out as one of the best, combining a smooth learning curve, playful graphics, and memorable tunes. And fundamental concepts may be simple, but the addictive gameplay becomes progressively more complex as the speed increases and additional viruses are added. That's what they had to say. That's pretty cool. And that's kind of what we were talking about earlier. I mean, it's the same thing. It's a pretty fun game, Dr. Mario. Game Pro, you remember that magazine? Mm-hmm. Uh, it gave Tetris and Dr. Mario compilation a rave review. They praised the mixed match mode in the SNES enhanced graphics and sounds and concluded sharp controls and absorbing action would make these two classics even better as a pair than they were alone. Next Generation in contrast, said the compilation was only significant for being the first appearance of Tetris on the SNES, summarizing that, yeah, it's great, but chances are you own a copy of one or both of these games already. Well, poo-poo. <laughs> poo-poo. Oh, you might already own this. That's so stupid. Wait, wait. No, read know. that next line. Read that next line. They did, however, praise Nintendo for having the cojones to package their Tetris-inspired game with Tetris itself. Just because it's inspired doesn't mean it's the same. Kind, genre, same Listen. kind, or genre. Listen. It means the same thing, Zach. There's a lot of rappers these days that was inspired you need to read more books, bro. by Tupac. But I'm telling you, they're not fucking Tupac. 
No, but they're in the same genre of music, right? They're Hip-hop. not even in the same fucking category. They're down here with the fucking toddlers and yeah, Tupac's I didn't say it way was music. That. I said it was the same genre of music. You can say <laughs> it's the same genre, but that doesn't make it the same genre. I never said it was. So what I'm saying is one's better than the other. Now you get yeah. to pick which one's better than the other. I like Tetris better than Dr. Mario, I'll be honest. Well, see, that's the only thing we agree on. Because I like Tetris better than Dr. Mario. Uh, They could be the same kind of game, but they're not the same game. I never said it was the same game. As I always said, it was the same kind of game. You did earlier. But it's okay. I forgive you. You have selective memory. Um, But you don't remember a lot of shit, so how do you know if I remember anything or not? Speaking of selections, (laughs) Nintendo Power selected 200 of the top games on NES, and guess what they ranked Dr. Mario? 134th. Out of 1,000? Out of 200 games. 200 (laughs) best games. It's the top 200 game for the NES. There's 800 800 and so so games on Nintendo. There is, yes. I thought it was 720, but I guess I'm wrong about that, too. something in that range, yeah. That's probably 7-something. It's real close to 8. It's in that area. Well, I know there were so, some games that were released in Japan that didn't get released in the U.S., so that kind of... Yeah, true. That's just true. So you're going to have a lot of games that they had to add up to. If you want the whole collection for America, it's probably like 700-something. So, then Screw Attack. That's a website. They uh, or a show or something. I don't know. I think it was 716 known licensed game titles in America. Yes. So Screw Attack no, is a website. 679 in America. 716 licensed known licensed games. So That's 700 games. 134th out of 700 is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Screw Attack rated it the seventh best Mario game of all time, and we know there's been a lot of Mario games. IG, IGN, everybody knows them. They rated it. Fuck as the those 51st. guys! Don't even show us their rating. Fifty first <laughs> best NES game of all time. They can't even keep plagiarism out of their own uh, offices. The, then they rated the soundtrack. This is what I'm thinking. That the soundtrack spotlight will probably be about Doctor Mario. They rated the game soundtrack. It's seventh in its list of top ten greatest eight bit soundtracks. So that's pretty good. What was number one in their list? And we can see if that's uh, plausible for them. Let's find out. Let's find out. I will look it up for us. But yeah, so Dr. Mario had a lot of uh, accolades. Let's just say that. Lots of accolades. And I have pulled up this article from IGN from 2007. Number 10 is Metroid. Wow. Number 9 is very high rated. Number 9 is Blade Steel. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. Number 8 is Wizards and Warriors. I like Wizards and Warriors, yeah. Number 7, Dr. Mario. Yeah, yeah. Number 6, Punch Out. Oh, yeah, great soundtrack. Uh, Punch Out's number 1, but anyway. Number 5 is Shadowgate. Shadowgate was pretty good. I had good. a good soundtrack. Number four is Contra. Nice. Number three, Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Duh. Mm-hmm. yeah. Number two, Castlevania. Ooh, Excellent nice. choice. And I'm guessing number one is Final Fantasy. Nope. Super Mario Brothers. Dun, 
But no Final Fantasy at all in the top 10. Something's wrong with IGN. We're talking about 8-bit era here. Final Fantasy was an 8-bit game on the regular Nintendo, and it was called Final Fantasy because it was the only game they could afford to make. They thought it was going to end their company. But anyway. Correct. That's correct. So, Dr. Mario, my final words on this game is that it's awesome, that it is a puzzle game, and that it and Tetris are both fun. And I like them both. So, Scott, Zach, will y'all have any final words about Dr. Mario? It's not the same as Tetris. It's the same kind of game as Tetris, like it or not. I didn't say anything about the kind of game. It's not the same game as Tetris. All right, so yes, Dr. Mario, there we go. We're going to wrap the segment up. Guys, enjoy this little break that we're about to have. We're going to do the soundtrack spotlight. I might do this on the Dr. Mario game itself because it is a great soundtrack. Or I might do like I did last episode and do a soundtrack from each game song from each game. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But our next segment, we'll be talking about um, Bloodstained. And Zach's going to give us all the details about this awesome new updated Castlevania style game. And it's very similar to Castlevania. I promise you that. All right, we'll see you after the break. What's up? This is Chris, and welcome to Episode 9's Soundtrack Spotlight, brought to you by Cat Philp, fixer of all Minecraft builds. Today our spotlight is shining upon one of the greatest 8-bit soundtracks of all time, Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario provides us with only 8 minutes of music, but it has provided many gamers, including myself, countless hours of listening enjoyment. The music in this game was created by legendary composer Hirokazu Tanaka, creator of other great gaming soundtracks including Duck Hunt, Metroid, Earthbound, and a very similar game to Dr. Mario. You might have heard of it, Tetris! Today I will share with you my three favorite songs from this amazing soundtrack. Today I will share with you my three favorite songs from this amazing soundtrack. First, every good game has a great opening song. Title, title theme, this song gets you hungry to go kill some viruses. Second, probably my favorite track, and let's face it, many of you like it too. This song, called Fever, will give you the chills. Lastly, speaking of chills, chill will make you feverishly dance until you forget you're supposed to be playing a game. Thank you for listening to today's Soundtrack Spotlight brought to you by Cat Philp. The sexiest Scottish voice on YouTube. Zach and Scott are waiting for me to get back. So I guess we'll go talk to them some more. Back to the show!
Alright guys, we're back to segment two now. And I don't know what y'all know you probably guys probably don't know this, but Zach has a lot to say about this game, so I'm gonna let him take over here. I'm interested in this game as well. I wanna play it, so I'm ready to hear some more. Zach, do it man. Okay, Bloodstained um Curse of the Moon, Bloodstained Rich Over the Night. Good games, good play them. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot that's all you gotta say and I'm sold so <laughs> reading about this game or games will deep dive you into a pool of information um, seems people work for Capcom Konami I mean they're, they're all over the board here of uh, who worked on these games and which Probably what makes it a you know a pretty solid uh, two titles here, uh, f- but we'll just talk about the games instead about the companies and the people and all that fun stuff. Let me find my notes. <laughs> Yay! Fun. Yay. So, Curse of the Moon um, is an eight-bit style game. And the company that developed it was NT Creates. Um, Koji Igarashi, which was one of the main guys for Castlevania, of course, revised this game. Uh, This one came out in May of 2018. It's on the PlayStation, the PC, the PlayStation Vita, Xbox One, or X-Bone, Nintendo Switch, and 3DS. Now, I did not know that the Switch had a copy of this game until I seen it at work one day, which was very surprising because it was uh, on discount. I was like, well, why is this being discounted? And I come to find out this is the first game in the series because I didn't see this game until I uh, knew about uh, the second game, which was Ritual of the Night. And from what I can tell, reading about these, the, the Curse of the Moon was kind of made as a prequel to Ritual of the Night, but while they were while they were working on Ritual of the Night. So it was kind of like, whoa. You know, it's kind of mind blown there. They made two games um out of doing one. So in the first game, you play a guy named Zangetsu and he hates demons. That's just what it is. He just hates demons. <laughs> He's, he sees demons and he just wants he to... He just wants to murder them. Hate them. Uh, I hate them. They're, it's like some kind of grudge he has, you know. And um, so he goes looking for an archdemon. Um, his name is Grimmery. And along Grimmery. the way... Yeah, Grimmery. 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 G-R-E-M-O-R-Y. Oh, feeling very Grimmery. M-O-R-Y. Grimmery. So <laughs> instead of Gregory, it's Grimmery. <laughs> But anyways, um, along the way, he comes across three other people that he can choose to take with him, uh, kill, or leave them behind. I mean, all kinds of um, options you have there. And that also leads you to, uh, I think, it did I say it was six endings to this game? I think it was six. I think the penis has six nerve endings. Oh, Lord. I think it's got oh more than that. God. I think it's like... A lot more, but anyways, it's what it's got at least six. Oy! <laughs> <laughs> now, if you chop it off, 
That has nothing, no ending. Nothing to say there? Okay. Shh. Anyways. <laughs> so, he just, the he first... He just threatened to chop my penis off. It means he wants to touch my penis. No. You don't have to... Never mind. Forget it. <laughs> anyway. Along the way, <laughs> Zangetsu um, comes along, like I said, three other people. Our first one would be somebody named Miriam, which happens to be your protagonist in Ritual of the Night. Um, I, I can't tell you why she's the protagonist in Ritual of the Night because it would give away some information about Curse of the Moon, and I'm not the guy that spoils things for people. Unless I want to tell Scott that uh, Dr. Mario is not the same game as Tetris. But Wait, so yeah, I think you're lying about that because I remember one time when we were kids, you left the bread open and you spoiled the bread for us. Thanks a lot. I did mm-hmm. that? No, I think that was probably you and you probably peed in the bag too or set it on fire with Papa Smurf. One of those you options. spoiled the bread. Okay. Oh my God. So I'm not going to tell you about the endings of this game because they are spoilers for damn sure. Uh, I'm not sure why the hell somebody would write this in a wiki. Thanks, you bastards. Um, but anyway, let's move on to <laughs> Ritual of the Night, and let's talk about our protagonist, Miriam. So she does take the other two people with her. They're going to save a certain person um, or vanquish a certain demon. Um, again, we go with the demons, which is cool. Uh, because Castlevania, what did you do? You killed stuff, right? And it, mostly, what, Dracula? So, killing Dracula is pretty fun. Uh, if anybody's ever yeah. played that game, it's hard as fuck. Um, now, I haven't gotten into playing Ritual of the Night. I haven't played Curse of the Moon either. I've tried, but I've never just sat down and took the time. Um, but with the Ritual of the Night, which should be... Should be downloaded by now, and I might be able to play it tomorrow, which would be the 12th of July, so look for that video somewhere out there in the wild blue yonder. Um, Let's see, what was I going to tell you next? Oh, the curse. All right, so Miriam gets a curse. Uh, Well, she had a curse when Zangetsu uh, ran into her in the first game. Now... She stayed asleep for like 10 years after she got the uh, the curse. And it kind of matured into its full, full form. And she woke up with like amnesia. She didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, so I'm not going to tell you about any of the gameplay here. Because it's a solid updated graphics. It's a really good looking game. I just want to tell you about um, where they went with her character design. Um, they were... Uh, you know, looking at it, and they, f- as IGA, um, the the designer Yuji Natsumi pointed out to um, the you know the developers and everybody about the um, concept of you know the stained you know, like a stained glass type uh, feel to the graphics itself. So they altered her costume to where it showed parts of her body where you could see the crystallization. Which is a pretty cool thing that I found, and I, I really wanted to get that out before I forgot about it. You know, maybe getting old like Scott. Um, yeah, you see what I? How old there? is he? I think he's forty-four. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> Are you sure you remember that? 
Pretty sure. <laughs> he's just pretty sure he's not absolutely. Hey, I got breaking news, guys. Got breaking news. It's sad news. What? Um, Violet from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory has died. Oh, I thought she got squeezed in the factory. Yeah, they actually got the juice out. She lived until oh. she was 62. Her name. Nice. Her real name is Denise Nickerson. She died. Oh. Mm. What did she die from? Do we? Um, some kind of blueberry juice disease. I don't know. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. It's a sad story. I, I'm not trying to make fun. Uh, rest in peace, Denise Nickerson. Your character was my favorite because you turned purple. And I like I like purple. Wow. Yep. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> Moving on. So you, and that's the end of me because I just forgot what I was talking about because we started talking about dead people and shit. Anyway, check this game out because um, I'm about to. It, you can get it on Steam, get it on uh, the Switch. Shit, you get pretty much uh, any device you want to play it on, except for like a phone or something. Awesome. I'm definitely going to be picking this game up. Um, I applied for it on Keymaters. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that they'll eventually give me a key. Right. Because I would like to play this on live stream or something one day because cast it is got that true castlevania style yes and they're not making castlevania games anymore that's correct so. and that's another reason i played dead cells oh my god dead cells is yeah. fucking phenomenal as well um what games did i tell y'all that these people uh had their hand in oh mega man x or just mega man in general <laughs> the uh the company was x capcom people Mainly, and then that one ex Konami guy. You know, Konami's uh, famous for letting people leave and make better games than what they have. Right. Just saying. If you'll well, scroll down on the wiki page of the Ritual of the Night, it goes down to there's a section down there. It's uh, the the heading above the section is called "Are you aware that?" And oh, you want to read this? Go ahead. The first thing it says is, are you aware that Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is a spiritual successor to Konami's Castlevania series? So they're actually saying that this is basically a sequel. Well, that's because he couldn't call it Castlevania. Right. <laughs> and then because you got, he are you aware it. that game producer Koji Igarashi tricked Michiru Yamane into joining the production of Bloodstained by getting her really drunk? Holy shit. Okay, guy. <laughs> and then, are you aware that putting in the Konami code at swordorwhip.com will provide a special message? Don't know what that message is because we, we haven't been there, but there you go. That's really weird. Also, this game is supposed to give you 13 DLCs for free if you do buy it. Uh, it is also in the uh, launch trailer. And at some point, it's affiliated with the Bayonetta wiki, uh, if you go to this wiki page for Bloodstain. So, I'm not sure how it's affiliated, but I haven't dug into that yet. So, Except for it's on just fandom. It's got a fandom. All I know is yeah. um, I love Bayonetta as well. 
Great game. Well, this game is pretty exciting looking. I think it's going to be very fun. So, Zach, just to make sure you, you know, get some details out there for us when you play a live stream. Oh, something. yeah. We'll definitely uh, be live streaming at some point. Um, hopefully tomorrow, um, the 12th. But you guys won't hear this for two weeks. So... Yeah, yeah. That'll be next Thursday, which is only a week oh, from today. Oh, sorry, a week. Sorry, one week. So, yeah, won't be too far behind. So go check out his. Uh, I'll if if you got some videos, that I'll link them into the description of the podcast where you guys can go check them yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have one out by tomorrow, at least some type of uh, stream. And if you uh, watch the video, make sure you come to the streams. Heck yeah. All right. Well, if you guys don't have anything else to add, we can move on to our little break here, and then we'll come back for our last segment of the show, which will be Marvel Avengers. And Scott's got all the details on that. Of course he does. <laughs> and we will see you guys. If in he just remembers a them, <laughs> oh. that's why I made notes. I'm sure you did. Hello, HBG listeners. This is Chris, and I'm here to briefly tell you about some places you can find our podcast that you may not have thought of. Now, of course, you're listening to us right now on your favorite provider, but if you want to change providers, I want you to know where you can find us. So, first off, you can find us at HortonBrothersGrim.com, which will take you straight to our Podbean webpage. That'll update our episodes as soon as they're released, so check that out. Save it on your bookmarks and all that good stuff so you can listen to it on your desktop. That'll be great. Of course, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and most other places you can find a podcast. Usually, you can download one of those apps that lets you search for podcasts everywhere, and you'll find us there, Horton Brothers Grimm. So make sure you're listening to us in your favorite place so you can access us anywhere and with ease. All right, and I also want to encourage you to check out our YouTube channel, where you can find past episodes of all of our podcasts and special videos of us three knuckleheads playing some games together, having a good time. Or you can also see us do some solo live streams. So please go and subscribe and click that notification bell so you'll be notified when Horton Brothers Grimm's live on our YouTube channel. And I just want to encourage you to check out one of the videos there because it's my favorite. It is a speed run race between Zach and Zach. If you remember, our stepbrother Zach joined us for an episode 7 of season 1. He will be joining us again soon, so we'll see you soon, Zach. And then, of course, Zach from Horton Brothers Grimm, they race in Mega Man X, and it is so fun. They see who can make it the furthest in one hour. So check that video out. It's really fun. I'll link it right down in the description of this podcast. So please click it, give it a like, give it a watch. I think you'll enjoy it. All right, well, that's all from me for now. I'll quit rambling, and we're going to get back to our existential nonsense. I'm hungry. All right, everyone. Thank you for sticking with us through that probably crazy, exciting commercial or whatever it was. I'm sure it was great. So thanks for sticking around. I know whatever it told you to do, you wanted to do that first. But we appreciate you uh, listening to the third segment because Scott has worked hard on his notes. He remembered to type how to type notes, so he did <laughs> notes. Scott, we love you, bro. Tell us about sex, segment three. Section three. Section three. Section. section. Okay, segment three. I okay, got Tiger Woods, calm down. <laughs> oh, yes. 
I'm just seeing these sexy notes and it's getting all turned on here. Scott, tell us all about Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> all right, so Marvel's Avengers is being developed by Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal. It's published by Square Enix, which, if you recall, was the publisher of Final Fantasy. Am I right? Creator. Yep, publisher, yep. Creator, yep. They're the, they're the people behind it. They used to it's be called Squaresoft. Right. They're being released on the platforms the for the Xbox One or Xbone, PS4, PC, uh, Windows, and Google Stadia. So apparently this is going to be a big part of the, the Google Stadia platform that's fixing to be. What the hell out. is Google Stadia? It is a game streaming service where you don't even have to install the games. You just play it. Hell no. Shadow yeah, can go to hell too. Right. I'm just saying. So it's being released on May the 15th of 2020, which would be May of next year. Now, Marvel's Avengers is an action-adventure game, of course, based on the characters from Marvel Comics and the cinematic universe. It'll be third-person, so the controls will be uh, interesting to learn. Uh, when development began, the game was given the name The Avengers Project with a teaser trailer released back in January of 2017 on uh, Marvel's YouTube channel. Now, since then, there's been a lot of speculation as to what the game would be up until E3 this year when Square Enix held a press conference and they released the full trailer, the release trailer of the game and gave out details regarding the characters that would be included in the game, how the game will be played, uh, the customization options, and the multiplayer. So, this game will feature an offline single-player mode, so you can play it by yourself without having to be online. And then there's also the ability to play online with friends in a party of up to four. Heavy customization options. Nice. Giving the player the ability to determine play style, character. How heavy are they? <laughs> Pretty heavy. <laughs> determine play style, character appearance, and what abilities are in your action bar. So that's pretty cool. Um, other customization options you'll be able to purchase for, you know, as downloadable content, different costumes for the characters that you can play. Uh, also, the game gets regular free. Will get regular free updates and other characters added for free at no extra cost. Is what that means. So easy on the uh, what you call microtransaction hate. Um, uh oh, microtransactions. The only thing about this that's going to be uh, troublesome is that it's going to be game as a service model. Oh man! What yeah, happened? That's the only problem, the only problem I see with it, it's using the a model, the games as a service model, similar to what Anthem and other recent, you know, recent games have been using. So that might be an issue. Service model? Tell me more. Yeah, they, Ga- games as a service. You know, like they you build it. Yeah, I know you put. Yeah, it's a game that's gonna. They want it to last for many years and keep. Adding content to it, things like right. that. Right, yeah. Right. Well, hopefully they can do that. I think if they can pull it off, I mean, this game has a lot of potential, honestly. Uh, the character roster for release, 
playable characters will be Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Black Widow, Thor, and Hank Pym. Who the hell is Hank Pym? Hank Pym is <laughs> the original Ant-Man. Who the hell is Hank Pym? <laughs> who the hell is Ant-Man? Who, who, who wasn't playing that? <laughs> it was like the fucking drunk guy, right? He was like drunk all the time, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, Hank What's Pym, Hank Pym yeah. wasn't drunk. Oh, well, the Ant-Man I watched is drunk. That would be Scott Lang. Okay, so there was uh, so there was other people that were Ant-Man. Makes no sense, yes. but okay, I'll take it. Scott Lang became Ant-Man when he stole Hank Pym's Ant-Man suit. Oh, and why didn't Hank Pym go looking for him? Because Hank Pym was an old man who was retired. He probably forgot just like you did. Yeah, pretty much. So anyway, along the way, supervillains such as the Abomination and Taskmaster will be showing their faces and getting their asses kicked along there. So that'll be fun. The story of the game begins at a celebration in honor of the Avengers called A-Day. At this celebration, they're revealing the location of their new headquarters in San Francisco as well as a new helicarrier, okay? And then um, chaos ensues when an explosion destroys the helicarrier and half of the surrounding city. Now, after this, the Avengers get a lot of hate. They disband, and then the game fast-forwards five years to a time when all heroes are outlawed. All right, so this is where the main where the main story of the game begins. So did this happen in the Marvel Universe at all? No, this is a standalone original story. I wonder who thought this shit up. I have no idea. I would assume the creators at Marvel have had a lot of input in this video game. Are you talking about Disney? No, Marvel. I mean, yes, Marvel is owned <laughs> by Disney, but Marvel. Nevertheless, the celebration bit is the opening tutorial where everybody learn where you can learn learn to control. You know, you learn to control the characters that you're able to play. So I'm going to get a keyblade and a gummy ship. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Uh, I watched the trailer of this game. The trailer looks pretty sweet. It shows the you know different aspects different play of each one of the characters you get to look you get a good look at iron man thor and cap and then a little bit of a look at hulk's play style what he can do so they all look pretty cool i want to play uh, interested black widow yeah I but why didn't they get scarlett johansson to play the fucking voice I don't know. They didn't use any of the people, any of the actors from the cinematic universe to do the voice acting on this game. They did, however, get uh, a couple of well-known names. Uh, Nolan North, I think he was from, uh, he did the voice of the guy, uh, what's his name, Nathan Drake on, uh, was it Uncharted, maybe? I never played that game, but I heard it was well, good. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was a really popular game. Uh, the other guy, Troy Baker, doing the voice for Hulk or Bruce Banner, I think he was also involved with the Uncharted series. Now, I don't recognize the names of these other folks. Uh, Jeff Shine for Captain America, Laura Bailey for Black Widow, and uh, Travis Willingham for Thor. Now, that name sounds familiar, but I don't know why. That's just one of those names. Because he's willing. Right, right. And I like him. He's open to all possibilities. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm interested in playing this game. I mean, of course, for a couple of reasons. One, because it's, you know, Marvel Comics. And I, I was a comic collector back in the day. And then Square Enix has a, uh, a great reputation for the games that they've made. I mean, they've, you know, they're, they're top top of the food chain as far as some of the, uh, you know, the game genres RPGs. that they're involved in. Right. And they do, they've done a really good job, gotten a lot of praise over the years. So they're involved and they're, the, they're you know, producers of the game. So that'll be interesting. Um, uh, like I said before, from the release, the trailer, it, it looks pretty cool. I'm, you know, I'm interested to see how it goes. Uh, the cast of characters is going to be cool. Uh, <clears throat> you know, as long as the developers don't screw it up, you know, like throwing in loot boxes and shit, we should. <laughs> oh, that's the <laughs> first question. thing you're getting full of some loot boxes in a store to buy shit, but the game won't work. Anthem. <laughs> I'm just wondering why in the world they wait till next year for this? Why wasn't this coming out around the same time the end game came out or something? Cause because the hype on Google would have mm-hmm. drove them to some great well, I mean, business. As far as that goes, Marvel has has generated a lot of um, they've generated, like you said, a lot of hype, a lot of interest, a lot of you know they've had a lot of good movies come out. I mean, there have been a couple of exceptions, you know, a couple of duds, but for the most part, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been fantastic. True, but they also have like um, a little de- like the next. They have a gap in these movies coming up. There's like mm-hmm. another two years gap, right? Before they put out any more, you know that that's going to start the new saga or whatever, you know. Right, and as long as this game does well, and like I said before, as long as the developers don't screw it up, then I think this game will go a long way to continue the the interest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It'll have, you know, it'll have a, a big effect on it, I think. Okay. Maybe that's what they're doing. At extent, like, that's more of a a bridge. Right. Like, this game comes out, boom, now you got some, still got the interest in it. And then when the new movies come out, maybe that's something. Eh, it could be. Mm-hmm. And see, the, um, I mean, this game has been in development since 2017. So, I mean, they've been working on it a long time. And it is interesting. Yeah, I mean, it 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 looks like you know if it if it's done right, then it it has a lot of potential, a lot of a lot of uh, potential to be a really good game. I mean, anything, in my opinion, would be better than the DC Universe Online. You remember that game, right? Mm-hmm. What? Oh no, I don't remember that anymore. It was awful. Yeah, it was bad. <clears throat> so I mean, you know. In this game, you're actually getting to play the 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 named characters that you're that you know and you're familiar with. I mean, you get to play as Cap, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk. I mean, you know, those four alone. If you didn't get to play with any of the rest of them, those four by themselves are enough to get you to actually play the game. And it's not like you're having to create your own character and give him, you know, give the character similar powers and right. level them up and all that crap. To be you quite honest with you, though, the game wouldn't have been so bad if it didn't have all the bugs in it that never got fixed. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I remember yeah, Sony, like blinking around in fucking buildings and shit. And it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Sony screwed the pooch on that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah. That could have been a big hit. It could have. That game, actually, the premise, it had a lot of potential. I mean, there was just, they just had too many mistakes, too many errors, you know. They just try to, it's like, take, if you think of that concept, just do what the hell somebody would think of that game would be about. Right. And make that game. Don't be trying to make a bunch of stupid-ass shit that don't make any sense. That's all I'm saying. Well, see, what I think they tried to do is, you remember the game City of Heroes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the DC Universe Online actually was a similar concept to the City of Heroes. You created your hero, you went out in the world, you ran the missions, you did, right. you know. And City of Heroes also had, leveled what, it a uh, $15 a month fee, is on, and also uh, City of Villains did the same thing. Right. Yeah, but there were no name, no yes, name. Yes, you had to create, you created your own. Yeah. Right, but use similar abilities. And so that was, I think that's what DC Universe was trying to do. Only they were trying to capitalize on Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Exactly. Flash, make it you know. make those people part of the world, but don't don't make them the ones you play. You make them people you interact with instead. Mm-hmm. Or people you ch- are trying to get to, or trying to become someone that can join up with them, you know, something like that. Just make it right. And that's what they—that's what they did. That's what DC tried to do. But there was, like Zach said, there was a lot of glitches, a lot of bugs. Yeah. Um, you know, they just there was a lot of game breaking stuff going on, and it just you couldn't you couldn't play it. They're trying to rush the game out. Right. Yeah, you can't do that. You gotta put out a good product, so maybe that's why the Avengers game is continuing not to be out until next year. <laughs> <laughs> right? They want to wait. Well, and, and plus, it is Disney. Yeah. I mean, Marvel. I mean, uh, right? <laughs> Lucas Films. I mean, who who else does Disney own? It's all of those guys. <laughs> it's all of the stuff they've been entertained by for the last fifty years. <laughs> right. Disney they, owns yeah. it. Disney owns all of the guys who basically invented all the cool shit that you like to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it's because One you all go DC. to their theme parks. What the F were you think? <laughs> hey, it's fun. I guess. I'll vouch for them. I'll vouch for them. I don't like rides. I love yeah, them. Yeah, even if you don't like rides, the, the parks themselves, all the stuff that you can see and do and interact with, it's pretty impressive. I don't want to pay $15 for an ice cream, okay? I didn't pay $15 for an ice cream. Oh, it was $8. Sorry. Mm, one of them was $6. The other one was 8 Okay. Well, it's still too damn much for one ice cream. <laughs> I tell you. Just because I don't know, it's they're got pretty, Mickey Mouse pretty ears. Big. I, I don't, dude, that's why everybody's fat in America. We just give them all these big portions. Here, eat this shit for five bucks. You get a fucking horse trough of goddamn french fries. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so, yeah, as far as, uh, there wasn't a lot of information to find. It's, you know, I've looked at a couple of different websites. Kotaku even had basically, they had basically the same information that Wikipedia had on this game. And, you know, just from what I've watched of, uh, you know, videos on YouTube, guys talking about the, the YouTube influencers getting to actually be involved and play a demo of this game. I mean, they're all 
you know, the the ones that I've listened to are super impressed with it. They say it's it's going to be really cool. So I don't know if I'd trust Very somebody cool. that was paid to say something. Just saying. Well, I mean, I don't know if they were paid to play paid to play it or not. Oh, they yeah yeah they are. <laughs> no, okay. Well, there you go. Easily. Well, there it is. I mean, I guess a paycheck's right, well. a paycheck, but still. So, Zach Scott, you got anything else to add here? Um, I'm hopeful, uh, but anything that involves Google, nope. Well, I don't know that Google is listed. I mean, I don't think Google's being in the is involved in the development. They might be involved in the, you know, telling them what they need to do to make it playable on Google Stadia. Yeah, that's but true. As far as the development of the game goes, I think uh, you know. Eidos, Montreal, Square Enix, those guys, I mean, they've done good work over the years, and I think I think it's gonna be an impressive game, like I said, as long as they don't as long as they don't try to, you know, church it up and make it where you have to spend a whole bunch of money on little microtransactions to be able to play the game. I think I think it'll be great. Joe Dierte. <laughs> church it up, dirt. I I think I might after listening to that it might be something I'll look into playing too. It's, I do like the Avengers and the characters, so it might be something pretty cool to do. Hopefully they don't eat it up like you said with microtransactions. That would be sucky of you to do Marvel and Square Enix. Don't do that. Right. So six dollars for ice cream in the game. Maybe do it like a battle pass or something. Pay ten dollars a month or whatever, but or ten dollars for a season. I don't know how you would do it, but just don't go crazy with. It. You don't need it. Trust me, you'll sell the game fine without right. you'll make money. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's got Marvel's Avengers on the on the box. I don't think they're going to have any trouble selling it. Exactly. You just printed money. Just boom. You just did it. You printed it. It's like the iPhone was when the HTC Evo was out. It fucking prints mm. money. <laughs> what if I told you it granted three wishes, even though one of those was for an iPhone? Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. All right, well, guys, it's, I guess we're getting close to the end of the episode now. So if you want, we can start doing the whole sharing your social media. So, Zach, go ahead and start. Tell us where we can find you, bro. I'm nowhere to be found. Oh, yeah. If you want to find me on YouTube, it has changed to Reaping Souls. And if you know how to, if you don't know how to spell that, then uh, Chris will put it in the description here. Um, I will. It'll be in the description. Twitch, of course, has gone to Reaping Souls 81 because uh, somebody on Twitch uh, already has Reaping Souls. And I can't even find content from them. Uh, Twitter mm-hmm. uh, should be at Reaping Souls. Uh, if Yeah, it, or it's at Reaping Souls 81 because apparently somebody, that's probably the same guy uh, from Twitch that doesn't do anything Reaping Souls. Um, and, uh, I don't think I have anything else, uh, as far as social media. So you're looking at YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch right now. I, I, maybe one day I'll have a Facebook. All right. Awesome, dude. Check him out, guys. Go and say hello to him. Let him, let him know you heard about him on the podcast. <laughs> and then tell him to go F himself. No, kid. Scott, where can we find you? That's you on what media? some people say. uh well i'm on the youtubes at uh the channel the games of death 
I'm also on Twitter at DeathDealer3. And uh, I don't have an Xbox anymore, so I got rid of that. What happened to your Xbox? I sold it for like a little over a hundred bucks. No, your reasoning, not how much money, but why don't you only sell oh. it for a hundred bucks? I would have bought that thing. Well, I mean, you know, they're used ones at GameStop are only going for like eighty. So for an Xbox okay. One, yep. Man, they still sell them bitches brand new for two fifty. They got a new one out that's two fifty without a fucking disc drive. <laughs> that's yeah, that's too crazy. much for that one. Yeah. So, so he sold the Xbox. My Xbox. What What'd you do with the games? You give them to Matt. Yeah, yeah. I I had a terabyte hard drive with a bunch of games on it. I let him have it. Nice. <clears throat> Which I can, you know, I can still play them if I want to. I mean, I mean to play my Xbox <laughs> games, I have the Xbox Game Pass on the computer for five dollars a month. Nice. So I'm able to play I might a be lot looking of games. Into that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm threatening to just delete Origin altogether, even though I bought Anthem like a fool. Um, <laughs> can I hey man, a, that game that that game catches a lot of hell, but I liked it. I, I liked it, yes, game. but nobody plays it. So how the fuck am I supposed to do anything on there? Right. And plus, the game kept crashing on me. I reinstalled the game three fucking times. Crash, 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 crash. Wow. Yeah, crash. No bueno. Mm-mm. No bueno. Nope. Moy, moy. Moy, moy. All right, I guess it's my turn. Mm-hmm. I can be found on my YouTube channel, Bang Bang Potential. Uh, come check me out. Doing lots of live streams, having lots of fun. Growing the subscribers have been pouring in. I've gotten like over a hundred and some odd subscribers in the last month, so they're pretty good. Nice. So guys, come by and have fun. Come by and have fun. Hang out with me. It's good stuff. Um, the live streams, live streams, live streams. And check out my other podcast called the Disney Tonic. I co-host that with my friend Wade. We talk about Disney stuff, and it's fun. So come check that out. The links are all in the description of this very podcast. And also go to our website, HortonBrothersGrim.com, and download our latest episodes of the podcast. And you can also go back and listen to us from when we started just a little over a year ago. So I hope you will do that. Go check us out. Tell your friends about us. Share the podcast, because I really think a lot of gamers out there would enjoy our show. So please tell them about it. All right, guys. Well, we have finally made it to the part where we say goodbye. So, you know, do what you got to do. Or of yours. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Later. Peace.